G'day and welcome to Oceanic Gaming Radio, your one-stop shop for everything gaming-related. My name's Captain Perth. You can call me El Capitano, El Capitini, El Capo, El Capo. <laughs> and with me here is me good old mate, Grizzly Grizzle Titties himself. How you doing, mate? Welcome on in. G'day, g'day, Cap. How are you going, mate? You going pretty well? I'm doing excellently, mate. Really well. I've just uh, started working from home completely as of this oh, week. You're, you didn't tell me that, mate. That is, that's pretty good. Yeah. I am the opposite. Yeah. I am literally just ran through my door, hence why I'm still in my work clothes, but keen, <laughs> mate. Keen as it keen. Well, as yeah, it things is. are starting to fire up a little bit here in Perth. We've we've gone the longest time without any COVID cases and now we're in the thousands. So I was like, yeah. I don't really need to work in the office. So I'm just gonna I'm just gonna work from home. Fuck it. Are we um are we hitting like thousand new cases per day at the moment? Is that what's yeah. happening? Or what? Yeah, today was one point yeah. seven thousand, which oh, probably ain't gonna sound yeah. much to some international listeners, <laughs> but for us that's mm. fucking nuts. <laughs> I, I tell you what, I will go ahead and say it. Like us in West Australia, I feel like we've just lived in our little bubble since the start. Yeah. Managed to managed to remain pretty much well, reasonably unaffected, like some light restrictions, but we've been pretty lucky to date, mate. Ooh, I oh, wonder absolutely. How gonna, yeah. yeah, look, I mean, the bubble did have to burst. It would have been nice if we could have lived uh, COVID-free for the rest of our lives, but obviously that wasn't going to happen. So mm. here we are, um, batting down the hatches, ladies and gentlemen. But, batting uh, down the hatches, baby. Well, exactly I'm supposed to right. work a, a day a week from home as well, Cap, on Fridays. But Just one just- day? Just one day, yeah. It just hasn't happened, yep. man. Because, like, it, I don't know, like, I feel like the company that I work for isn't really equipped to deal with people working from home full-time yet. So yep. maybe maybe have the hand forced a little bit. But how yeah. does it go for you, mate? Easy, easy well, transition? Well, I mean, we're pretty lucky because, I mean, we're I work for a, what is essentially an IT company. Uh, I work in their development arm. But, I mean, mm. when I say development arm, we're a... We're a small business of 10 people currently. Um, so it's pretty easy for us to work from home. We do have some parts of the business that need to kind of be on site for site visits and all that kind of stuff. But for the most part, most of us could work from home. It's just kind of like that thing where, you know, it's kind of nice to have that um, that face-to-face with with people um, when, you know, it, within your business when you're talking to them about, you know, projects or whatever else it's, it's kind of nice just to be able to talk to someone right there and then rather than having to send someone a message, maybe getting a reply within half an hour and then you've kind of had to, you know, work that's around not getting advantage. that answer. Yeah, that's exactly. a key advantage for me. In my particular role, a lot of it is kind of, well, it's basically, I'm basically a glorified stakeholder engagement person. So, yeah. you know, I need this guy to talk to that guy to meet this outcome. And I, and if I if if I'm not there to facilitate those discussions, then you know it's that that kind of thing is quite hard. I mean, I mean it's good. Teams is great, right? It's set up like oh, meetings absolutely. And, that kind of thing. and I feel yeah. like that has been man. Imagine how much money teams must be making now because that is like the go to schools. Everything else it would have to be huge. huge. Yeah, it Massive. would have to be huge. I mean, that's what we use, and it's what a lot of our clients use as well. It's just one of those platforms that you can do so much with it. It's just it's mental, mm. super mental, but. Um, but yeah, so yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens over the next, I don't know, six months in terms of working from home. I think a lot of businesses, this is another thing though, Grizz, I reckon that a lot of businesses are going, why the fuck am I paying, you know, $50,000 oh, yeah. a year 
or more yep. for rent when I could just have yep. all my staff Dude, work at home. To have a workstation with your your desk and everything else set up the way it is yeah. with your monitors yeah. and all that kind of stuff. So just yeah. just most of them hire that equipment. Just the rent on that alone per person is, is quite huge as well. Oh, dude, the overhead must be ridiculous. So, I mean, if you think that you could potentially, even if you split your workforce in half and you went essential and non-essential office staff, um, mm. and I mean more essential in the sense that they're essentially, they essentially need to be in the inside the office to perform their role or, you know, um, get their outcomes. If if you did if you split that in half, you split the amount of like space you're using in half. That's so much money you're going to save, right? Yeah. Huge. Surely these businesses are. But and and I I'm, would I would assume that a lot of these businesses are going. Oh well, I mean people fairly consistently working from home. You know they're still producing something. Like should be okay. <laughs> There'd be that trade off, wouldn't it? How's the yeah. uh, hey Cap? How's the how's the health going, mate? I feel like this has been a recurring Good. topic over the last couple yeah. of weeks. Really good, You're mate. Still Just keeping up that still lifting, pumping mate. it up. Yep, yeah. Absolutely, mate. Three at minimum three times a week, pumping it at the gym. Yeah. And yeah, it's been what about you, mate? You you still yep, yeah, yeah, mate. Still well. sticking to it. Yep. Still sticking good. to it. Hitting PBs. Every time I go in at the moment is a PB on something, which is always that's nice. good, man. That's I'm really sure good. There's gonna be a point in time where I hit a brick wall and it's like, yep, yeah, not nah, not today, mate. Yeah, just you're just not gonna hit that. But for now, yeah, every day I kind of come out of it feeling pretty pretty good, mate, pretty good. Oh, that's great, dude. Absolutely bloody excellent. I think we had a little uh, audio video glitch there, but I think we're okay now. Um, I see that. <clears throat> yeah, anyways. Um, but, yeah, no, that's great, Grizz. Well, Grizz, look, enough about us, and let's fucking start talking about some video games. Pokemon Scarlet and Violet has been announced, mm-hmm. Grizz. Have you watched the trailer? Have you watched it? I haven't watched, I haven't watched the trailer. No, so I'm going to be okay. relying on you to tell me all about it. I've done a bit of research around some other stuff, but no, I didn't yeah. watch the trailer. Well, yeah. um, look, uh, the trailer kind of um, – I, I quite liked the trailer. It was kind of like this security guard went through like a museum or something and was kind of like found this little weird room and then it was all this Pokemon stuff in there and, and then the trailer starts going and then the new Pokemon game was announced. Um, it's a mainline so, game. Cap, this wasn't – part of nintendo direct no so pokemon tends to be its own thing right pav Mm. um they tend to do their own announcements and stuff separate of nintendo direct um so can't hear you (laughs) (laughs) Uh, 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 we got we got the announcement on i believe pokemon day so the anniversary of the pokemon games Jeez. Yeah, there you go. Pokemon so they tend game. to do a lot of their Pokemon announcement stuff outside of the directs. They still do bits and pieces here, but like mm. I think generally when they have something to tell you about Pokemon, they have a lot of things to tell you about Pokemon because they've got so many different fucking legs and arms of Pokemon now, right? they got Pokemon Go. they got these puzzle games that they do, all these events worldwide. Obviously, they got the mainline games um, and everything else that goes with it. So, um, and, you know, obviously, they're still supporting other games as well that have come out fairly recently. Um, so, oh. I mean, they tend to have a lot to talk about. So tell me about it, Cap. It's it's a brand yeah, so, new gen. Yeah, brand new generation. They've announced the new starters. Um, I am going to tell you what their names are. I have got this right here. <laughs> the names uh, are a I'm bit not funky. Googling. If I could, I will try. Yeah. Will, uh... Hang on. I'm, just, I'm going to have to fucking Google it because I forgot to get this shit sorted. Um, so uh, they've got the following 
Sprigatito. Sprigatito, the grass cat. Oh, the grass cat. Hell yeah. The grass cat. Fiococo, the fire crocodile. And Quaxley, the the water duck. Fiococo. Who do you like out of this? What do you think about it like that, right? Hang on. <laughs> like they've gone the grass cat weird pairing of things the fire crocodile another weird pairing of things the water duck <laughs> the obvious yeah, pairing yeah, that's pretty obvious, yeah. <laughs> anyway so um look are they they're pretty cute i actually think these are probably the my favorite looking starters in a while um i think personally so uh sprigatito is kind of like a grass cat-looking Pokemon um, mm. described to be capricious, attention-seeking. Uh, Fucoco is kind of like a, well, like a little tiny, chibi, like, fire crocodile uh, described to be laid back and does have we can, Have pace. we seen the evolutions yet? No. But a lot of people are uh, getting up in arms about it because often, I mean, you, I'm sure you played a lot of gens, Grizz, and a lot of the starter Pokemons tend to go from like these cute little animals into these humanoid-like, oh yeah, you know, representations of what they, they kind of go yeah. up to like a humanoid thing. And a lot of people just want a fucking, just make it a bigger crocodile that's yeah, super dude, rad Ricky, or just make it a Ricky, massive Ricky fucking He ends cat. up looking bloody terrible, mate, by the end. Yeah, like, well, even think about like Blaziken that comes from... Uh, uh, help me, Bev. What's that one? Torchic. Torchic. There you go. <laughs> and that was like, was that Ruby? And I think it was Ruby. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. So, so yeah. Mm. So, and then, yeah, Quaxley, Ernest, and Tidy little duckling. So, Pokemon. Cap, who would you choose out of the three, mate? Who would you Absolutely get? the fire crocodile. Really? He looks so freaking red. Duck, mate. Surely the Dude. water duck. Yeah, I mean, I, I think they all look cool. I actually think the least cool of them all is is the cat. I think Quaxley yeah, is yeah. <laughs> kind of he's got like one of those greaser like hairstyles going on, like um, you know, out of out of greaser shit. Super rad, but um, <laughs> it, it kind of looks like so they've obviously announced the, this new this new game, um, yeah. and it looks like they are drawing a lot on what Arceus has done before it, which is interesting. Yeah. This is semi-open uh, world, isn't it? I hear, but it also it has looks gyms like and it. stuff as well. So yes, so I, I guess cool. I guess where a lot of this is going to go is like how much does it deviate from Arceus? Because hmm. Arceus was obviously supposed to be quite different from the mainline games um, in terms of its combat mechanics and the way you catch Pokemon and you treat the Pokedex. I guess it's quite different from yeah. the usual. Um, you know, so, you know, your Pokedex, for example, you have different tasks you can complete um, and the battle is a little bit more freeform and, and open um, and less strict. Uh, I mean, it still has that sort of um, that move by move kind of um, structure, but you also don't do any gyms or anything like that. They had boss battles instead. So it's going to be very interesting to see where the two deviate from because, I mean, in, in the trailer, you could see that the same with Arceus. There's Pokemon all through the field. Um, and I assume that you go out and catch those Pokemon. Um, so I'm wondering any, what they'll retain. Have we seen any gameplay trailers yet, or is it just? Well, I mean, there's a bit, of, sort of, sort of a little bit. Not really in the in the in the trailer we got recently, but not like a strict. Here's how the game works, and this is what you do. So well, I would imagine I, that probably won't be for a little bit longer. But apparently, this game's coming out this year, Gris. Dude, this is one thing that I wanted to say. Like how the rate that 
Pokemon games are being released right now is the re- with the remakes and Arceus and now um, Pokemon Violet Scarlet as Gen Nine. Yeah, that is a there's a lot of releases. Over yeah, three it's year nuts. Period. If I was a, a Pokemon fan, and if I was the wallet of a Pokemon fan, I would be <laughs> fucking crying. That's what I'd be doing. Um, but you're right. It, it, it's just one after another. They just keep pumping them out. So I suppose this is the idea, though, right? Because a lot of Pokemon fans are like true blood freaking Pokemon fans, and they yeah. will buy every single fucking thing they put out. Um, and so that's what they do. Like Pat, like Pat Fletcher. Yeah. Um, so yeah, well, I think it's yeah. it's going to be interesting to see what they kind of what they end up doing. I guess in, in overall. Um, in terms of how much they deviate from Arceus, I think that's going to be the big one for me. Initially, when you watch the trailer, you notice I think I think the game looks a lot brighter than Arceus. Uh, Arceus, I think, um, was dulled the colours a little bit, and some people are saying they think the graphics are a little bit better than Arceus. I would argue they are exactly the fucking same. Oh man, I would imagine if they're pumping them out these quick. There's going to be assets that are going to be reused. I, and I reckon know. what they've done is they basically made Arceus um, just because they could and they were going to anyway. They What they did is is to try and differentiate them and make it seem like the new mainline games had better graphics. They just pumped... like They basically pulled down the, the colours of Arceus to make them a little bit more duller and then mm. they pump the colours up in the new mainline games to make them look really brighter and, oh, look how bright these are and look how good the graphics look. And it's like, really, <laughs> when you look at the open world environments that they're showing off in this new in these new games, they look pretty mm. much the exact same. Um, so just for noobs that don't know much about Pokemon that maybe are looking to, as a gateway, drag into the series... What a kind of what a new generation means is that basically the core set of Pokemon for that particular game are going to be new Pokemon. Is that essentially what happened? Well, I would assume, games? yeah, absolutely. I, they will have you know X amount of new Pokemon that will be part of the Generation Nine, um, which will. And I mean, how much, how many Pokemon they bring in from the older generations is is obviously up in the air. I think mm. from, from memory, like Sword and Shield didn't ship with the full suite of Pokemon on the get from the get go, and I'm I'm not even too sure if they still have the full suite of Pokemon in that game. Um, so was that a new gen was that a, that was a new gen was that Gen Eight was it? Sword and Shield yeah. had yeah it was Gen Eight had um, had new Pokemon in there. Um, so. Yeah, but I mean, it looks interesting. How freaking um, exciting, mate! Hell yeah, man. so Pokemon fans rejoice, rejoice for you are about to have do more reckon, games. Um, Long term, do you reckon this is like I'm just talking about pure profit for yeah. the Pokemon franchise right now? Do you think mm-hmm. this is releasing a bit close to the release of Arceus and any potential DLCs or things that are coming out for Arceus? Are people just going to drop this and go, "Hey, let's go play this new one"? Like, is this going to be? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I, I, that's actually a really good question. And I would think uh, they probably don't give a shit. They've probably already made their money off Arceus because everyone would have fucking bought in immediately because they would have gone, oh, Arceus, brand new Pokemon game with crazy new mechanics. Buy the shit out of that. Everyone's gone and bought it, thinking that the mainline games won't catch up for ages. And now they've released this mainline game that looks fairly close to Arceus. And now everyone's like, oh, Mainline game similar to Arceus, <laughs> got to buy that, you know. Yeah. So I, I mean, people, sales for Arceus are pretty dang impressive. You know what's funny? Yeah. I just realised now Absolutely. that I I probably put a week into Shining Pearl, 
and I haven't touched it. And I don't even know why I haven't touched it because I was really enjoying that game. But now, yeah. why would I go play Shining Pearl when Narcissus is there? And then, I'll well, why would you go and play Arceus when <laughs> fucking Scarlet and Violet are just around the corner, dude? This is what I mean. You just can't catch up, man. You never will. That's the thing is, like, Pokemon have almost cornered their fans into never being able to play any other game than Pokemon because of how often they fucking make releases. Don't let them get too deep in the game because yeah. they'll realise that there's no end game. Let's go and fucking hit them yeah. with another one. <laughs> well, actually, I think Arceus, I, I still haven't, haven't got there because I've just been my attention has been drawn away, but I think Arceus has a little bit of an end game. Does it? So, yeah, a small one, not insane, but there is end game content there. Plus, I mean, Arceus has just been announced to have a new free update, which, and I will tell you exactly what's in that. Um, so That's players are going to receive 90 free Pokeballs, Grizz. Freaking wow. Ultra Balls, Gigaton Balls, and Jet Balls. <laughs> jet Balls. That was a Who very names this shit? Capital, right? <laughs> <laughs> Jet balls. Anyways, uh, and so on top of that, it looks like the mass outbreak system, which is kind of like you go to an area and there's just like a big bunch of one particular type of Pokemon in, a, in an area. It's kind of like a, I believe they call them raids or something in other games. Um, th- that's getting a bit of an update with new Pokemon types. Um, this has already dropped, hasn't it? Because yes, I've seen someone yeah. on my Twitter today posting about how great this new outbreak was that he he found some shiny flying guy with red eyes that was quite rare and was a bit oh yeah so that sounds like it was an alpha a shiny alpha pokemon which is pretty nuts so yeah someone would be having a real good day if they found one of those um because the alpha pokemon grizz i don't know if you know but they have better stats generally than the base pokemon of that type So you, it's not only is it shiny, it's an alpha de- generally going to have shiny alpha yen mega. Oh, that's like the the dragonfly looking Pokemon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, there you go. So yeah, I mean, they're going to be if that's released now, and there's also new ways to battle at the camp training training grounds, which is kind of like how you battle trainers. Um, essentially, um, it's not it's not an online or anything. It's just like NPC kind of battles that you can do. Um, so I'm, I'm not too sure exactly what that entails, but I, I would imagine there's just more ways to do battle and, and more more battle oh, types cool. and stuff like that. So, cool. yeah, so there you go, Grizzo. Big freaking oh. news from uh, Pokemon Legends, Arceus, and Violet and Scarlet. Based purely off the names alone, which version are you getting, Grizz? Um... I'm a big fan of uh, purple, so probably violet, I'd say. Okay. Can well, I'm going to go like Scarlet the then, so we both have different versions. Yeah, and usually you can, like, trade Pokemon between the two and stuff, right? Yeah, there's, absolutely. There's, there's exclusive... Oh, actually, I know I've, I know about this cap, right? Um, so far, they have revealed the difference between the two is your starting outfit and also yes. some Pokemon that you, are, you will have available to you to catch. Yeah. Oh, to catch. Well, there's exclusives. Okay. Well, they've they've done that in the past, right? Like generally there'd be like a differentiation between legendary Pokemon. So I'd be surprised if there wasn't any major differences between the versions. I mean, even look at Sword and Shield, Grizzo, like to access to completely different legendary Pokemon, um, et cetera. So... I mean, it makes a lot of sense that they try and different. Otherwise, they can't sell you. So this is, oh, man, they're so fucking smart about this, right? Just the most minute fucking differences, completely different game, right? 
and it still costs the same fucking amount of money. And then yeah. so Pokemon fans go, I have to have both copies because I want access to everything. And so they go and buy both games. <laughs> They've got them. They are so smart. It's insane. Yeah. And people buy it. People still buy it. It's crazy. Let's make, let's make Pab, two Pab, just, I've just unlocked Pab's fucking deepest, <laughs> darkest <laughs> secrets. <laughs> He's crying. Wait, Pab, do you own Sword and Shield, mate, or what? And Pearl uh, and Diamond? Yeah, I think I've I've uh, got every game between, <laughs> <laughs> every DS game up until this. So, so. yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not overly though, proud. Yeah. <laughs> oh, you know yeah, what, that if it's something me. you love, you know what? Money's never wasted on something you love. Oh, absolutely. Look, if you get, especially if you get um, time, I actually think when you think about video games, right? If you think about your price per hour playing, they are the Best media type ever. Oh, God dang. You're actually right. right? Like, think about your price per hour. They are mm. out of control. Some games are even better than others, obviously. But if you think about a movie or something, you know, you get three hours out of it. You might rewatch that movie a few times. But, you know, you think about a game, you spend what? You go to Blockbuster and pay 7 bucks 50 for an overnighter. And you'd yeah. better watch two hours. Two hours, 7 bucks yeah. 50 That is a yeah. rip-off, mate. Yeah, Absolutely. I know, dude. That's what, I'm, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's the best price per hour media dollar you can spend all right so gamers you're thrifty you're economical <laughs> you're freaking frugal i like it vampire um, caps yeah. like two bucks mate but that is hours of entertainment oh, right there. now that's that um roguelite game mm. yeah yeah is it, I, I'm not, I might have mislabeled it there slightly but you guys know what i'm talking about it's the one where you it's really pixelated shitty graphics and 8-bit music and you get weapons and you just attack hordes of zombies and monsters that come at you yeah and but it is like I talked to Pete about this. It is the ultimate. Um, what is that chemical? Uh, what's the, the, in your release? Adrenaline, happens? dopamine. Oh, dopamine. dopamine! It has gives you the biggest dopamine hits. Everything about it because the enemies you kill, they drop gems. With the gems, you can go purchase upgrades and like there's like confetti and it's just it's just a dopamine filled game constantly. Yeah, holds off. it's great, dude. I, I have seen I have seen like some 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 stuff like I've watched the boys playing it in Discord and stuff. It yeah, that was me. It's hard yeah. to imagine it's that fun, but I can see why it would be that fun if you know what I mean. Like because it just looks like <laughs> it just looks like you're running around in circles for fucking five hours. Um, but what it yeah. is, mate. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Anyway, so that was yeah. So look, Pokemon, get ready. It's all it's all freaking happening. But um, Grizz, what do you know? What else happened? They announced Street Fighter 6. Yeah. <laughs> now, right, before you jump into this, I want to tell you my experience with Street Fighter 5. Yeah, absolutely. So I actually remember it. I think it was 2016, quite a long time ago this was released. And I just acquired my PlayStation 4 at the time and I really wanted to play a fighting game. And it yep. was just released. I was like, yes, I'm going to get this game. Downloaded it and it was the most bare bones game I have ever purchased and i couldn't believe really? it. I, think I paid like nearly 90 bucks but it had so you know those street fighter games it had a story mode where you'd pick one character and you'd play through all the characters you get to the boss at the end um and you'd beat them and then it would give you like a cut scene for your character it yep. didn't even have a story mode no story mode Jeez. the only thing it Ooh. had in it was like a versus mode and a difficulty of the computer player that you were going to play against. Wow, that's kind of brutal. Because, look, when you think about it, Grizz, like you've got games like Mortal Kombat coming out that are essentially redefining the way fighting games tell their stories. And then you release without a story at all. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? Like it just seems like that's really, uh, really so, poor oh, form. I went and read. Well, I didn't actually realize this was the case when I bought the game, but apparently that release was targeted at their competitive audience. So they were looking right. to make a really good competitive fighter. And I have now heard they've done the old No Man's Sky cap where they have slowly released content, story modes, everything else. It's probably worthwhile for me to go down and re-download it now because apparently it was the game that it was supposed to be released on launch like many of these yeah. companies do. Now um, it was a slow burn of releasing content. But, yeah, it was not. It was bad PR. It was uh, They basically didn't explain why they didn't have any of the basic mechanics in the game yeah just everything they were missing everything they were missing um and yeah just not done well so my expectation coming into street fighter i really hope that they maybe listen to some stuff and release a full game but uh yeah well i guess we'll we'll see look it it is it's obviously by capcom um capcom have i believe capcom do resident evil is that right pretty sure uh yeah they do um look i I think they're they're they look i have Pretty, look, I couldn't give a shit about this game, frankly, because I I don't play fighting games. The only fighting game I play is Super Smash Brothers, pretty much, and that's just a fuck around at work. But um, look, I think Capcom have shown that they've done a pretty good job with all their remakes for the Resident Evil games uh, in very recent times. Um, mm-hmm. I've got a fairly decent hope that they probably will release something that's you know reasonable on launch. Um, hey, Cap, name one Street Fighter character. Ryu. Yeah. Uh, Ken. Yeah. I bet you can't name a new character. A new character? Yes. As in from Street Fighter Five, someone that was introduced oh. in the last. No, I couldn't. <laughs> it's so fucking forgettable, man. All was Guile? Fighter... Is Guile in Street Fighter? Guile's from the original. So, so Street Fighter, yeah. the ones that we had on Super Nintendo, Street Fighter 2 and Street Fighter 2 Turbo and all those with Blanker yeah. and and Guile and Ryu and Ken and that core. There's E-Honda with the 100 hand slap and Chun-Li. So all of those are iconic Street Fighter characters. And the new ones, I feel like a game hasn't popped, a Street Fighter game hasn't popped to make us love their characters since the ones that we had when we were kids. It's almost like it's difficult for them to do it now because they have made such memorable characters that in, Mm. in comparison, you know what I mean? They've kind of like hit a lot of the the i guess just vague stereotypes that they can just easily pocket characters into um and so now they're like oh shit what do we do now like (laughs) (laughs) you know what i mean i I can't remember what his name is maybe someone can look it up and tell me but they made a um a fighter that looked a lot like ken and ryu but he was really shit and his fireball oh. would go like this, like tiny little bit on the screen. And he wore pink <laughs> and like he couldn't do the proper fly kick and stuff. He was just like real clumsy. And that was like, actually a character. Yeah, it's a character in there. He was it was like he was clumsy, but he was actually quite efficient. Like he had some good throws oh. and stuff. It wasn't quite. like, you know, um, that Kung Fu thing is like drunken fist. It wasn't kind of like that or something, was it? Uh, he was just like a pansy of the other of oh. the good fighters pretty much. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, so, all right. Well, Street Fighter Six has been announced, Grizzo. Um, this trailer looks pretty cool. It's nothing. It's no no um, gameplay or anything like that. It's just um, kind of like two characters squaring up, which I believe is Ryu and someone else. Um, you know, they're doing that kind of like painted um, s- strong line kind of thing that they've done recently <laughs> with their art direction, and um, it's yeah. very dark and brooding. And then you know all this 
color and shit's going everywhere and these two square up. And now, Grizz, I'm going to send you a screenshot and I'm going to post it in the Twitch chat. And I just want you to have a really good look at this and okay, tell mate. me what you see. Let me have a look, mate. What have we got here? Have a good look at that. Um, I'm just going to describe the, the scene to the... Uh, to... I see bulges. <laughs> Is that what I'm supposed to be seeing? Big schlongs. Big schlongs. What the fuck, man? Is this Schlong fighter six, mate. <laughs> is this official artwork, dude, or what? Dude, this is literally out of the trailer. <laughs> Look at fucking Ryu's fucking knob. <laughs> it's huge. Uh, anyways, Christ, so the, 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 the internet's been taken by storm. By these yeah. battle, by this literal battle of the bulge, and I think Ryu's winning this particular battle, but <laughs> that's just from a very, very basic glimpse. I actually don't know who that other guy is either. I don't know either. Um, I yeah, look, I don't know enough best Street Fighter to really comment. I can comment on the bulge though. That thing is pretty fucking impressive. But um, yeah, songs. well, mate, so, they need to bring in a new audience somehow, Captain. Maybe this is a bulge exactly. Moment. You got to make Street Fighter really sexy. Like crazy sexy. So I actually don't think there's a bulge there. I think it's literally just like where the shadow cuts on the pants. I, I think it just looks like one at an instant glance. So is that, is that, really a, is that a freeze frame on the video? On the yes, and video? everyone's been going yeah, yeah. fucking bonkers about it. Um, yeah, right. So Fuck, How did yeah. I miss that? I don't know how. I, I mustn't be paying attention to it. Dude, I don't video. know how you could miss it, but it's freaking huge. <laughs> Yep. Anyway, so Schlong Fighter yeah. Six coming soon. So, um, so one. Wait on, Cap. There's one thing that I did see. Uh, hopefully, don't get in shit for talking about it. But didn't they flack a lot of uh, of um, bad media about using like stock images for their um, Street Fighter logo, like the Street? Yeah, oh yes, I completely forgot about that. Yes. So, um, I will. Have you got the logo there, Grizz? Have you seen it? I've seen it. I don't have it on me, but I've seen it over the Twitter sphere. I'm just going to post this in the in the Twitch just so uh, people can check that out as, at their leisure. But essentially, it looks like um, like the the Street Fighter logo that they've gone with for this new game. It strongly mm. resembles what I believe is like an Adobe stock um, yeah. logo, um, like very Even close. The font, the font, and everything about yeah. it. Yeah, like the, the tweaks on the S and the F are literally from those stock images, right? Yeah, absolutely. Well, it looks, it looks so it's it's kind of hard to believe that you the whoever's designed this didn't pinch it from somewhere, but mm. it's not the craziest thing in the world to happen. Like it does happen. It's kind of like when you when you you know, you're a musician, Grizz, you you know, you you play a riff and you're like, "Yeah, that sounds pretty fucking good." And someone's like, "Dude, that's fucking this song." Yeah. And you're like, "Oh, okay." <laughs> Yeah, and especially as like things, you know, as more games come out over the years, it's pretty hard to make stuff that's actually original these well, days. Well, I mean, right? everything has a logo these days, right? It's pretty difficult. Put it this to, way: I don't, I don't hate it. I don't hate the logo. Maybe it's more. Say, I mean, it just looks, it just looks like a logo. Yeah. Just the fact, it's just the fact that it looks so similar to this particular stock photo. So I would assume Grizzo that they'll be getting the design team um, to work quick, smart on fixing that one before release. <laughs> I wonder if they will. Well, it looks nothing like their previous uh, 
their previous artwork, mate. There was always the red and orange and like scripted across the uh, yeah across the screen. This is very much structured and straight lines and yeah symmetrical, and it was never like that. The old ones were almost like it was a splatter of blood or 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 fire yeah. or something. Um, yeah, interesting. I, I would think that they'll probably have to change it um, just because of how much hoo-ha has been made about the comparison um, online. And I would think that you would need to eat probably, look, I, I would think that Adobe could potentially sue them for this. Yeah. You know, because it's pretty damn them, close. Moosey is pretty fucking good. Yeah, get the Moosinator in. Now, for those at home listening, go and check out our Twitter and we've got a new banner in there, and it is freaking radical. And the old <laughs> mate Moosey. Maybe there's better. some of you that actually don't know what we look like, um, and I'm sure that there is quite a few of you because you haven't seen us well. Do yourself a favour, get on the Twitter and have a look at the banner because we are, in fact, ogres, buff ogres, aren't we? Yeah, Cap. in real life, exactly. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah, I mean, why would we call this OGR otherwise? T- toenails, uh, muscles. Braided beards and all. I hope it doesn't come out that uh, Moosey's copied the banner from Adobe Stock Photos or something. <laughs> yeah. Like we'll look real dumb then, wouldn't we? <laughs> but yeah, so look, um, we, yeah, look, Street Fighter Six coming soon. I don't think they announced a date. Uh, I might be wrong there, but um, if that's your jam, go and, go and have a bit of a squeeze at the trailer. It's a pretty cool, cool trailer. Um, Will it be 2022, but- do you think, Cap? be 2022 wouldn't it if they're releasing a trailer maybe well not if they got to redesign the logo mate so all the only only parting word i want to say with this one is i really hope that they release a full game on release so it's not because they they lost a lot of sales from bad reviews from the release of street fighter 5 it was just a very poor it was very poorly done yeah. Um, so I hope that they've learned from that. Yeah, I, I would I would hope so and think that they probably would have, but time shall tell. Um, now, Grizzo, I think we might just get the quick fire out the road because I'd imagine that um, our Elden Ring discussion might go for quite some time. Um, so I'm just going to quickly get through um, some of these quick fire things that we've got in the, um, that, in the, in the flanks. Um, so, look, yeah. the first thing is that there's been, I mean, obviously, so um, uh, Bethesda. Um, potentially working on New Vegas 2, Fallout. Um, did you ever play New Vegas 1? I got gifted New Vegas 1 from a viewer saying, Grizz, you need to play this. It is the best Fallout game of all time. But I never actually went and played it. I hear that it is it is a great game, apparently. Kappa, yeah, you it's, it? it's absolutely a banger. Um, look, I think... It'll be interesting to see what happens with this. I think now that um, Microsoft has picked up Bethesda, um, I I just think there's more opportunity for Bethesda to do more stuff, um, and hopefully that means that uh, New Vegas Two is legitimately in in development. It's only rumours for now, but I mean, New Vegas is by far my favourite. Um, I think it shits all over all of them. I, I just think um, the the way that they approached storytelling and just the structure of the game and where it was set in the desert, in the Mojave Desert, um, mm. I just think it was much more interesting than the other ones. I mean, look, there are post-apocalyptic games. They're pretty interesting anyway. But I, I thought number four was, to be brutally honest, not, pretty not, fucking boring. Yeah, not great. And in, in fact... 
I feel like none of the Fallout releases have been have been fantastic since some yeah. of those earlier ones. <laughs> yeah, I think three was okay, and obviously it was kind of the first foray of that game going from isometric top down to you know first person three D RPG. Um, yeah. But I, th- I really do think New Vegas for me is where that that it really shined. Like I think the story, you know, you you're, you're literally like a mailman who gets shot in the head and then you're trying to figure out who you are and why you were shot in the head and all these other things that happened in the middle of post-apocalyptic Vegas. Um, it's really, it's really well done. And it's, it's, it's like just what happens in the world. And, and, you know, there's like a, a barbaric kind of tribe of people, um, you know, on the verge of taking over the area and they're basically emulating the Romans and stuff. And it's, it's very, very cool. Very, very cool. One, one thing that I do really like about the Fallout games is the humour, the dark humour that's constantly yeah. filtered through those games. Is Yeah, absolutely. Really, really well done and uh, quite, makes for some quite hilarious situations. And, oh, you sure. know, the the way that they have um, integrated quite in-depth, like uh, like skill skill and levelling up is, is pretty cool. I'd be interested to see. So is this going to be a new-gen console release cap? Have they? Look, I'd, I'd assume so. Again, it's only rumours, so we don't know an awful lot about it. All we know is that it might be in development. <laughs> yeah, it might not. <laughs> so really? who knows? But, um, I mean, going from there, Grizz, I mean, they're obviously also working on a, um, a Fallout TV series for uh, Amazon Prime TV, I believe. Ooh. So... Um, so I think that might be cool. Own Bethesda too now, right? Cap. I wonder if um, they do. There's going to be maybe they'll pull their fingers out a bit, and it might it might be I don't know a bit a bit better release this time. Look, yeah, uh, it will be interesting. Look, I, I would think that's actually a good point. Is whether I mean, if they do have a full app TV series in the works, do they try and pump out a game to sort of go in line with this? with that release of the TV series. Good idea. Dude, a Fallout TV series would be awesome. We already know it that would. people love the yeah. post-apocalyptic thing. I think that Fallout does it in a quite a unique way that hasn't really been uh, in a TV series to date. And and what I'm talking about is that dark humour piece and the way yeah. that they've kind of done that in the games is is quite unique. And I think that would be go down quite well. Is it a series cap or a, or a movie? It will be a series. Actually, going back to that dark humor thing, one thing mm. I think when you mix medias with between games, video games, and movies and, and TV, sometimes things that work well in games do not mm-hmm. work well in TV or in movies <laughs> at all. Mm. And sometimes the humor can come across as quite kitsch um, and a bit lame. So it'll be in, like. I hope that they get some decent writers in there. They they try to draw on that dark humour but still execute it in a way that makes it fun but not lame. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because in, in a game, like, you can get away with a lot because it's just, like, these quirky, weird, you know, like, 3D models that are running around in this environment and, and then <laughs> bugs happen and it just yeah. seems a bit, a bit stupid, you know? Whereas when you've got a human acting out this part and they say a stupid joke and you're like, oh, yeah, that was a bit lame. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah, for sure. So it'll for be sure, interesting yeah. to see how they, like, execution is going to be key with this. I feel like we've seen so many shit video game movies in the past. Um, you know, like, look at the Warcraft film. That was pretty average. Um, you know, the Doom movie with The Rock, that was Garbotia. <laughs> 
Um, Mario a long time ago, but that was not great either. Well, is it, at, well, maybe the new one's gonna gonna be the yeah. gonna be the redeeming the redeeming movie mm. um, with mm. old Chris Pratt as Mario. Dude, times have changed so much, Cap. Like, I feel like back when we were kids, and maybe a bit before that, it was almost like if you were a gamer, you were a nerd, and you were kind of not yeah, you, you weren't shunned, but you were. I feel like those that went out and played sports and were more active were definitely the popular kids at school and everything else, jocks, that kind of thing. How uh, media is being. Um, gobbled up by the public in terms of gaming being way more mainstream, turning gaming things into movies. It's completely yeah. like it's it's not like that anymore. Yeah. You know, you probably, well, I mean, people are talking in the chat about for, uh, playing Dota 2 cap now, I reckon, mate. <laughs> Especially when they see my support abilities, mate. <laughs> That's it. Just main, baby. Yeah. <laughs> well, people in the chat are talking about the new Uncharted film saying that that's pretty good. Um, I've heard pretty good um, reviews, and I believe that Sony's made quite a lot of money off that film already. I don't know how many specifics. That's great, man. Yeah, so I think it's been executed really well. I was a little bit worried that I thought, um, what's his name, Marky Mark? What's that guy's name? Um, Mark Wahlberg? Is that yeah, about? I thought Wahlberg and uh, Tom Spider-Man, whatever his name is, um, I didn't know how they would gel together, but I've heard that their on-screen kind of relationship as as um, as uh, I, my brain is just not working. Did it, did it deteriorate? Yeah, my brain's just short-circuited. <laughs> Jesus, Nathan Drake Wait. and Sully are the yeah. main characters out of Uncharted. I was a little bit worried that the because Nathan Fillion um, voices Nathan Drake. Um, okay. in the games. I wasn't sure whether they'd be able to get that sass level on the screen with those two actors, but apparently it's pretty good. Did they apparently get it? It's pretty good. What do you reckon, Pat? Mark Wahlberg is a fucking legend. I will just yeah. go ahead and say that. My wife loves Mark Wahlberg. She thinks he's yeah. just amazing. Can do everything. <laughs> uh, you know? What did you Wahlberg think, Pat? Have you seen it? the movie? How do you think their relationship kind of came out on screen? Look, I haven't actually played any of the Uncharted games, so my opinion comes from a space not judging it by the comparison. But I really yeah. enjoyed it. The sass and like the Tom Holland humor was fantastic. Yeah, I, I, Tom Holland, was, that's his name. Yeah. It was, yeah, it was just really, really enjoyable. Okay. Yeah, I can see how he'd be a good young Nathan Drake. I really do hope that they get Nathan Fillion in there because he's just... Nathan Fillion's a freaking legend, dude. I love that guy. He's so fucking funny. And I hope that so, they bring back Firefly. God damn it. Make it happen, someone. So, Cap, I already know you're number one, mate, but if there are any games that you would like to see uh, making their way to series or movies that haven't already been announced, mm-hmm. what would you go? Uh, Bloodborne, number one. You don't have to say that. Yeah, I mean, you, you know, you knew I was going to say Bloodborne, so I'm trying to think of something yeah. a little bit left of field. Um Oh Jesus! Any, any storylines really grab you in in gaming? Any any storylines? Bioshock is one you know that, what? Me that has been announced that that's coming to series. Bioshock would be good. Be. I actually think um, Horizon would be all right. Um, I, I think yeah. they could do a decent job of that. Um, Dude, God they... of War, God of War, oh. but that's already like a movie. You could go watch the cutscenes already and kind of have. Who would play the God of War? Who will play him? Kratos. Who will play Kratos? I mean, you could do Christopher Judd. Mm. You could easily do Christopher Judd. Judge, sorry. <laughs> Who's the guy um, from Die Hard? Um, what's his name? Bruce, Bruce Willis. Willis. <laughs> what about um, you- people have suggested Nick Offerman from um, 
from uh, Parks and Rec. Um, oh, the, yeah. Yeah. the old guy who the old grumpy guy, he could be pretty good. Um, he needs he, he needs to, to do be some gym. Yeah. I mean, he, he is pretty to, fucking emotionless <laughs> in that TV mate. show. It fucking um, like hurts my soul watching it because. And then yeah, Charlie, uh, Sh- what's his name? Shimale. Shimale? Sh- <laughs> it's the kid out of fucking June. <laughs> Charlemagne. Tim- Timothy Chalamet. I haven't seen June. Uh, June? Dude, June? what? June? Haven't you? No, oh, I haven't dude, seen it yet. so fucking good. Oh, really? my God. Yeah, I mean, but I'll eat anything that's it, that's sci-fi, space sci-fi. I would, yeah, I mean, I, I pretty Maybe, much I'm going down to see my old man. I'm going to Albany this weekend, Cap, by the way. Oh, well, there. go and watch June with your old man. man. Yeah, he's a big sci-fi buff, so maybe I'll, I'll like, have a little... Yeah, see if you can go and see that somehow. I don't, I don't know if it's on anything at the moment, but um, mm. yeah, I, I, I highly recommend it, dude. It is cinema, cinematography is out of control, um, right. and it it is a legitimately great story as well. I think they do a really good job of just turning that book into a film, like just excellent. Absolutely Damn. freaking excellent. Um, but, yeah, so anyways, um, Fallout TV series coming soon. But, Grizz, on that note, also the Halo games are being being moved into the TV series realm. Mm. We've seen trailers and things for this already popping up, I believe. Where did I see it? Was it on Netflix or somewhere? I've seen it somewhere. Um, I don't know what it's releasing on. I think it's going to be on Amazon Prime again. It seems like Amazon Prime's picking up a lot of sci-fi stuff. And game. I want to watch stuff. that critical role. That critical role box. Well, what's Netflix that on? Is that on Netflix? No, it's on. Um, it is on Prime Video. Right, right. Yeah. Well, I have heard really good things about that, and I've heard it's. You know, it's just really well, well done. I'm a, I'm a massive critical role fan, so I've you know I've listened right up to the current season. I need to go and watch the animated series. It'd be great. Anyway, sorry, Cap. Yeah, uh, Halo, Halo. Yeah. So what do you What do you know about it? Well, not an awful lot. It does look like it's going to be kind of like a a small contained um, season about like a um, so the so the Halo games take place on you know Earth in the future. Um, the mm-hmm. universe is under attack from uh, the Covenant, which are an alien race of diff- well, an alien group of different alien races that are basically just taking over planets and shit like that um so i guess this tv series kind of looks like it's like a little part of humanity withstanding the onslaught of the covenant in the desert or something like that um that's that's kind of the vibe i got um looks like the few characters from the games are coming in like um obviously master chief uh dr halsey who is the um doctor who essentially created master chief um and a few other things but grizz probably the biggest one that has set the the internet aflame with the <laughs> fires of rage this. is yes. that they're showing Master Chief's face in the series, in the TV now, series, which has not this, happened in game, can I just add? And they've made a particular point at particularly not showing his face in the game as well, haven't they? They have. Um, they've alluded to him, like, taking his helmet off and you seeing half yeah. of his face, I think, at one point. Um, just some other little bits and pieces, but it hasn't. You haven't seen his full face, so no one knows what Master Chief actually looks like in game. Hmm. Interesting, that, mate. Have we seen it? Have we seen it in any of the clips yet? Or no? But the guy who plays the Mandalorian, I think, is the guy who's, who's playing Master Chief. 
um, in okay. the thing. I'm just going to confirm that because that could be um, quite the, <laughs> the ridiculous claim that I'm making. <laughs> Dude, I haven't watched The Mandalorian yet either. I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Have not have not seen it, dude. I need to. I need more time. Can uh, can you can you lend me some of your time, please, Cap? You haven't oh, got dude. any time either. I don't have any Who's time. Who's got time, got time they nothing. can lend me? Um, yeah. Definitely not I me. Play, I just want to play uh, Elden Ring and watch video video uh, movies and series and just relax, mate. Actually, I'm wrong. It's not him. I'm, I'm an <laughs> idiot. It's another. It's a guy called Pablo Schreiber. Who is a Canadian American actor? So yeah, just don't even listen to me. I don't know why I fucking thought that. I just a guy in a helmet. I've just gone. Got to be the same actor. Yeah, same bloke. <laughs> got to look the same. So I guess this is what Master Chief is going to look like, Grizzo. He's going to yeah, look sure like yeah. a. I'm just going to chuck it in the Twitch chat. Have just you got so a link for me? Everyone yeah. can. Um, um, apparently, if I can't. you're listening on the podcast, guys, these are the advantages you can get from being watching us live. Dude, how do I copy a freaking copy Twitch. a freaking TV slash Oceanic Gaming Radio? There we go. Hopefully you can see that. By That's what way, Master Chief looks like. Um, I do want to so, thank yeah. those just that a are handsome Anglo-Saxon man, just freaking with a beard, fully ripped. Um, that's basically the guy. That's that's what you can expect, ladies and gentlemen. Um, Jesus. Yeah. So uh, no bulge in that picture, might I add. Um, no. that I can tell. Um, <laughs> but, Grizz, what I wanted to get out. at with this is I actually feel quite annoyed that they're doing this, <clears throat> that they're going to show off his face in the TV series because I feel like that should be reserved for the games. <clears throat> um, yeah, but, Cap, there's a couple of things. Um, it would be quite hard to have a whole series and engage with the characters if you can't see his face. And that's what they're arguing. Yeah. And that's also... What in the past, having like to 3D render a face on the original Xbox or whatever, like they look like shit. They look like polygons, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just, I'm just, I feel like a bit of a purist here and I'm just going to sit on my little hill and, and yell at, yell at the clouds. But I really do mm. feel like, you know, them doing something as crazy as showing Master Chief's face should have been done in the games, not in this random TV series that doesn't really seem to really click in super well with what's happened in the games anyway. It just seems to be like this one unique story that's kind of happening off on the side, which I don't know, it'll be interesting uh, to see how they execute. But You're the homeowner that's yelling at those damn kids out the front saying, get off my lawn! And the lawn's video games and the kids are movies pretty much is what's happening. Yep, and I... Exactly right. And I'm going to sit on this lawn and I'm going to continue to yell until someone listens to me, which won't happen. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I hear where you're coming from, Cap. Yeah. 100%. Yeah. I don't know. I'm just, I just, I just really do feel like that was, it, it's such a, it's, it's such a, you know, it's one of those things where every game people have been like, oh, I wonder if they'll show his face this time. Well, and they never Cap, do. What if the actor's shit and exactly the people that are That's playing I mean. the games are going to be like, oh, I'm going to play this game, but. I the person that's Master Chief I don't like, and all of a sudden they're tainted while playing a game, thinking that mm, okay. yeah. See, this is the other thing, right? I've played I've played the more recent um, Halo game, Infinite, which is quite good actually. Mm. I've, I've really enjoyed my time with that game, um, and you know, Master Chief as a character is very stoic, and he's he's always got a like a little quippy 
line to say like after everything it's like you know i, I don't know it, it'd be <laughs> it's not quite like bruce willis levels of like or like duke nukem levels of like quippiness but it's just kind of like we gotta go there and that's it that's <laughs> all he says it's like where are we going out of this rock it's just like he's just always got something to say like that and that's all he really says he doesn't have really big meaningful conversations that's all he kind of says and i just cannot see them really recreating that in the tv show because like you said they're gonna have to try and characterize him make him seem kind of like you know humanize him a little bit um you know obviously try to learn more about him through dialogue so i can't see them having because i love that about master chief i think he's so fucking cool you know when he's he's just saying because those he lines. Say anything, mate. He's just fucking yeah. busting up aliens. He's a cool yeah. mother trucker. Hey, did you ever watch Red vs Blue, Cat? Yes, I did. Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Completely great show. Topic, but yeah, there, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I yeah, enjoyed just, that. Yeah, oh, great. Halo media, right there. Yeah, but um, yeah. I, I mean, basically, um, not to go on about it any further, but um, yeah. Um, pull your heads in, Microsoft. Don't let them do that. Stop it. All right. Mm. Mm. Um, now, Grizz. The freaking yes, yes. we've we've gone through we've eaten our salad, mm-hmm. you know we've we've had a little potato and now it's time to get into the the steak, the freaking yeah. wagyu beef the protein, of the mate, podcast. The yeah, <laughs> we, we're going to get into the wagyu beef of the podcast and we're going to crack it open. The Elden Ring thoughts and preview. The age or reboot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the 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 creme de la creme, my friend. Mm. Grizzo, I just want you to. <laughs> just just tell me what you're rating it out of 10. Just, I don't even oh. want to know what you think about the game. Just tell me. Give me a number. It's, it's 10 Grizzlies out of 10, and yeah. I will I will back that up by not even talking about the game but telling you how it has made me feel as a gamer because I feel like I'm on this as a 35-year-old white male who lives an ordinary life and works in the city that I've been hunting constantly for a game that fills the void of something that I used to feel when I used to game in my younger days and when I was in my early 20s playing World yep. of Warcraft and thinking of those very memorable gaming moments, moments like completing Chrono Trigger for the first time or first time I ever jumped on Super Mario World or what going downstairs and seeing my Nintendo 64 on Christmas Day. Well, Elden Ring has brought me back into... It is the only game I'm playing at the moment. I am basically married to Elden Ring yep. for now. And it. I think about it when I'm not gaming and it 100% has exceeded my expectation on what I hoped and thought that it would be. And I am 100% there for it. I am just, I think they have delivered yeah. above and beyond. Obviously, there's some issues and we can get to those a bit later. Yeah. But in terms of the way it has made me feel as a gamer and captured my attention, it has well and truly delivered on, on that for me. Dude, I I'm am emotional so the same. It's- Dude. I, I'm I'm tearing up listening to you. You know, it's it's I feel the exact same, man. I actually cannot tell you the last time I have legitimately all I've thought about whilst being at work is just playing fucking that game and yeah. Elden Ring. I it's it's all I can fucking think about. I, I just want to be playing that game all the time. It is that good. Um mm. look, I'm gonna I'm gonna put the fucking I'm not gonna wear the blinkers. I know this game isn't for everyone. Yeah, totally understandable. Oh, if it's not your cup of tea, that's there's nothing wrong with that. But for mm. me, this game does so many thing, things right with what I look for in video games. 
<clears throat> that it is actually kind of creepy to the point where I'm like, did you just fucking drug me? And yeah. t- I told you everything I could ever <laughs> want in a game. And I have no recollection of this moment. And I- I've just been inserted back into my life in my everyday life. And now here's this fucking Elden Ring game. And it's the perfect <laughs> fucking game. I feel the exact same way. I-, I-, I think there's so many aspects as to why they've done that. And hopefully we can, attempt to touch on why that is. Um, And I think for me, opening up the can of worms here, Kat, but it's the open world nature of it, right? And I want to just bark on about something that Miyazaki said in a very early interview. He was asked, uh, is this So just to say, Miyazaki is the main game developer for Dark Souls, the Dark Souls series, Elden Ring, etc. Just to interject, there, sorry. There was a lot of questions early on whether he was going to be introducing a difficulty mechanic into the game. Um, would it be accessible to more people than the current Dark Souls games were? And he and his answer was yes. It's definitely going to be more accessible to more people than Dark yep. Souls. But he didn't do that through introducing an easy difficulty. No, it is a fucking mastermind of a movement. And yeah. game creation because what he's done, if you it, like Dark Souls 3, for example, Cap, you start the game, you walk down a skinny road, and you're confronted with Gundir, this massive big bloke with a big spear. And as you're trying to learn the game mechanics, you will get stomped on over and over and over again. And you can't progress beyond him on. until you beat him. Exactly. You cannot progress, you can't go anywhere. All you can do is kill a couple of skeletons, but you can't even use the souls that you've got from those skeletons to upgrade your, your hero. So what they've done is the option to get stomped over and over again by an early boss is potentially still there in Elden Ring, but they have allowed your choice as a player to go off and do other stuff in an open world that has no bounds if you want to. So it's like they've completely made the game accessible to, to people that haven't played the franchise before without having to grind your face along the floor to learn the mechanics, you can yeah. slowly ease your way into the game. feel like you're getting a, getting a bit of the hang of the dodging or a particular move set or items or whatever it is. They've yep. really allowed you to do that, should you want to. Yeah. No, I couldn't agree more. I think you're right. I've, I've had friends say this is the hardest and easiest Dark Souls game they've ever played. Um, <laughs> yeah. And I think... I think what they've done is they've crafted this experience where the open world gives you access to a a variety of challenges and they are challenges. Every single one of them can be difficult depending on how you approach the game, what kind of weapons you want to use, how you approach combat. Mm. The the thing is with Elden Ring is they've given you there. Here is the path that you, you need to go on to complete the game or here's fucking the continent. Go and yeah. have a look out there and go and become yeah. stronger and then come back. And I've done that in the game. I went and did the main objective or went to attempt it, reached the boss, went, holy fuck, I, there's no way I'm going to be able to do this anytime soon. Went out yeah. and explored the first major continent, went back mm. and still had a rough time with him, but, you know, was, you know, much stronger at that point. Um They've done a really good job. I think. I think this this game will get a lot more people into the Souls games because I think it it, it definitely is more approachable because there's more options for you. You don't feel like you're being pigeonholed into one particular linear 
thing that you have to do. So you can go and do other things to learn more about the game, learn more about the mechanics, you know, try mm. different things like we were saying before, fight different bosses. And those well, different bosses happens, will give Kat. you different kind of ideas on how to do things. Previous in Dark Souls games, you get stuck at a boss and that's where you are for hours because yeah. you, that is your progression. That is your progression point right there is that yeah. boss. You're locked you're stuck at that point. On that. You're locked yep. in that point, and that just isn't the case in Elden Ring. I mean, to a certain extent, like if you want to proceed the story, yes, you're going to have to follow the story mechanics. But I mean, the world is so freaking huge that it's massive, I, dude. I have I keep I going have, into new areas, and I'm just like, holy shit! <laughs> yeah, I have sunk twenty hours in now since I've had the game, which is I've had yeah. no time. I don't know how I've managed to do that. Basically, I've, I've been getting home and playing at least a couple of hours per night. But yeah. I, I have barely touched the story. That is all exploration. And yeah, the open world nature cap, the way that they've designed the open world and you being able to explore is like it is genius so yeah there's so many different little intricacies that can happen while you're exploring whether you're unlocking story components meeting npcs finding items trinkets um kind of unlocking more of the story as you go that every little bit that you sway off the main path and you're exploring is valuable in some some form yeah. or another yeah. It, it doesn't feel like, and I feel like that's where, I mean, people compare this to the open world nature of Breath of the Wild, but I actually feel like Breath of the Wild, I felt like I was wandering quite aimlessly at times, whereas yeah. uh, the dungeons that I was entering to, into in Breath of the Wild were quite same-samey for me, and you might find a Korok seed, which is one in that you need to collect 50,000 of these things. Yeah. Elden Ring just isn't that. Like the, the things that you're finding when you're exploring are actually They're useful. Every single They're thing useful. you find is is like a weapon that you're like, oh, that's fucking radical. This gigantic, mm. you know, hammer that does this with this new move I've not seen yet. Like everything you find in that game generally when you come to, and this is the thing, I think they've populated this open world perfectly because like you're saying before with breath of the wild you go through large swaths of land that really did make it feel open and, and encompassing and, and wow this is such a big area um but you would like you said you'd go between areas and sometimes you wouldn't really find anything or you come up to a thing and maybe you just get like a i don't know like a, a bit of steel or some shit but where, whereas with elden ring like most mm. of the sites you visit have something of value there that you are, are use very useful um and I think on top of that, they've, they've, I would say, almost perfectly built this open world where you don't have to travel too far to the next thing. You know, mm. most, of, most of the stuff is in fairly cr- close proximity, but the open world's massive as well. Everywhere you go, there's something else there. It's, but it's, it's, also- it's mind-boggling. You also meet adversity on every corner, something yeah. that's going to challenge you. So it's not like yeah. you rock up to a place and you fucking kick everyone's ass and you get their loot. It's like you might rock up to a place and you you find an enemy or a boss that you have never seen before. So you yeah. need to spend time to figure out exactly what you're doing. And you kill that guy and then you get the loot and it's like the endorphins of, fuck yeah, I did it. Yeah. But then you've got this still a massive map for you to explore that yeah. all like... This is what if this is what Elden Ring is going to be like. I've put twenty hours in. If this is what's going to be like for the next hundred hours, dang! I think I've got. I'm done, Dude, mate. I'm just going to play Elden Ring. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, good. I I think I might have close to thirty ish hours, um, and I don't think I've done two major areas um, plus progress the story line onto my third major area. Um, mm. And again, we're trying to be fairly spoiler free here. 
uh, people. So um, I, I think that I've still got a lot of hours left because I am going through the world with a fine tooth comb and it is taking me forever to do shit. Like I refuse to go straight to the next main area because I just have this gigantic zone that I've got open to me that I know is going to be full of meaningful content that I can go yeah. and do. You know what I mean? And the way that, um, you know, the, the From Software team does, um, you know, storytelling isn't just through dialogue and NPCs and cutscenes. It's through the world as well and the way that they design their levels. Like you go to a new area and you find this new place that you haven't been to before. And, you know, you learn something about that world from how they've, you know, built that little, you know, yeah. landmark that you're mm -hmm. going to, whether it be a camp or a fort or, you know, a cave or something, you know, you learn something about what's going on in that area. And it's just, it's just, it is a fucking masterclass of game design. It is mm -hmm. just, every time I play that game, I'm glued to it. You know, I don't I, feel, I wonder, feel um, fatigued. I wonder, Cap, where George R. R. Martin's um, uh, reach came into that kind of thing. I mean, it, I feel like that's always been part of the Souls games, but I yeah. do feel like it's extra. Even someone like me, who's I've never been a lawhead reading into things, but I feel like the story-driven components of Elden Ring so far, and the dialogue and the different things that have happened, have inadvertently pushed its way into my brain without me having yeah. to read too much into things. Yeah, I think. It's a smart I, way. I think with so George, obviously for those at home, um, George R. R. Martin was um, essentially um, contracted to come and help world build with uh, Miyazaki, the, the main game director of um, of Elden Ring in the Soulsborne series. Um, so, as to what he had to do, he obviously built a lot of story content. But I think what he probably did was worked a lot on building um, grimdark characters, right? Because a lot of the Souls games are all about these very fallible characters that have redeeming qualities but also very non-redeeming qualities. And so creating characters that are believable but also have those two things, uh, that sort of duality, you know, of, of pros and cons to a lot of people, Th this whole idea of grimdark fantasy, Right, that is what these games are, and that's definitely yeah. what Elden Ring is. You know, trying to build characters that ex coexist in this world that I guess Miyazaki probably roughly loosely put together, and had George R. R. Martin come in and fill the gaps on some of these people. Like said, I've got this character, flesh him out with some cool shit Dang. that he does, yeah. and goes and does that. And, and, and so you I'm, know what, yeah, Cap, what you've just explained uh, there in the way of of having this quite dark, brooding universe that's dark souls souls born in general is a reason why a lot of people don't enjoy the games because of that that dark feeling and nature to the well, it's games. very raw and i mean it's not going to be for everyone and that's fine you know it, and and the thing is there's there's games for every, there's games all, all kinds of different games for all kinds of different people you know yeah. um and dark souls won't be for everyone a lot of people will be really put off by the difficulty because the game is still very fucking hard 
It gives yeah. you – it's still accessible, but the game is still yeah. very fucking hard. And I think um, part of the reason why it's so hard on, for new players to get into is that nothing, Cap, is spelt out to you. Well, very no. little is spelt out to you. But also, and, Chris, on top of that, these days, games are so handholdy and oh, yeah. they are built That's for you to win. We were whinging about this the other day, mate. Fucking nothing pisses me off more than jumping into a brand new game and then you've got to spend the first two hours – going yeah. through every single stat and game mechanic that game has to offer and yeah. every little bit. Pokemon is an absolute classic for that where you're yeah. literally handheld around the whole game first. Yeah. This is how you throw a Pokeball and this is how you yeah. use a potion and this is your map and this is your next quest that you have to go to. Elden yeah. Ring does none of that Yeah, to the point of where you can literally fuck your playthrough up like I have nearly done by killing a very key NPC at the start of the game. Yeah. Exactly. Like, by accident. By accident. <laughs> because you didn't know what you were supposed <laughs> to do, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. But, I mean, that's the thing, Grizz, is it all comes down to audience, right? And, <clears throat> look, a lot of people argue, will argue this until their cows come home. I'm going to put my little two cents in here right now. I don't think Elden Ring, I don't think any game that anyone makes needs to be anything that an audience or people who think are their intended audience want it to be. I think that um, game developers and games are an art form. They can be made to be whatever it is. Um, everything comes down to budget, constraints, and all that kind of stuff. So there's so many different constraints that affect how a game comes out at launch. Um, <clears throat> a game like Dark Souls, Elden Ring, the difficulty is there for a purpose, and that purpose is to make everything you do in that game meaningful. And, so, and it, it is there to generate a sense of accomplishment, and it is there for you, and I, I will say this from a law perspective as well, it is there for you to understand or at least have an, a feeling of just how important the characters and the bosses that you're going up against are in that greater world. And you overcoming that adversity makes that game so much more satisfying. Without mm. that, if this if there was an easy mode where you walk through and just one-shot everything, the game just would be, it would not be what it is. It simply would not be what it is because that game has been crafted to have that difficulty. Um, and ultimately, in my opinion, you're not going to go to a movie and say, I want to watch this horror movie, but don't make it scary, please. <laughs> That's not going to well, work. Just, just to Makes add no to sense. That the, the way that they've introduced this open world has made it a little bit more forgiving. In a Absolutely. As well. And so, and we talked about it at the start and maybe we didn't make this clear, but I feel like Elden Ring, if someone was to ask me, uh, I want to play a Souls game, where should I start? Back uh, maybe before Elden Ring came out, I would probably say either start at Dark Souls 3 or Dark Souls 1 because yeah. I think the mechanics are the easiest in those games. Um, your dodge roll feels exactly the same between the two. The, the storyline in there, both great games but you still are going to hit roadblocks of difficulty Absolutely. in both of those games. And I feel like Elden Ring, in the way that they have built the world and everything else, I think that is the place to start because yeah. you can, you don't have, you're not forced to fight anything difficult if you don't want to without spoiling shit. You can go and explore and fuck around it and it'll give you time to figure out the mechanics, figure out your dodge rolls, figure out how to block, how to parry, how to do anything else in the game yep. before you actually have to go and make progress in the game. Just enjoy the game as it is. It's great design. It's beautiful. Yeah. There's amazing it's, areas for you to go. Absolutely. It's also, I, I think it's a lot more forgiving on how many um, 
bonf- I'm going to call them bonfires. I know they're called sites of grace. I'm just going to call them bonfires for continuity between all the different Souls games. But in terms of bonfires in this game, they are littered. They're fucking mm. everywhere. So you don't have these large swaths of area where you're having to run through um, to get to a boss and potentially dying on the way. A lot of people complained about that with the earlier games. Um, Dude, Dark Souls 2 was absolutely brutal. Horrific. So, Super so brutal areas. with that. Yeah. 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 But this game is, like- is, is really good. I mean, they even have a different type of bonfire that tends to be outside of a lot of main encounters where you respawn right back on top of that main encounter, which I really like. I think that's a, that's a nice touch. I don't think Dark Souls needed to be that egregious with how um, how much it made you run back through large swaths of area just to get back to a boss. Um, I, I think it's a nice little quality of life thing, um, but it's still it's still tough as nails, this game. But I tell you what, beautiful. Yeah. The, the game is gorgeous. Just the... Just the way that they present to you the landscapes um, and what they populate it with graphically, it is just amazing. Yeah. Like I, was, I went to this new era, and it was like looking at Van Gogh's Starry Night. It was just mm. unbelievable, man. Such take a beautiful time, game. You take the time to have a look around the landscapes when you're up on top of a big ridge and actually have a look around at what's on the horizon. All that stuff is linked into your story in the world as it is. It's not just like someone's painted a mosaic background and put it there. It's all supposed yeah. to be where it's supposed to be. Yeah. And if you see something off in the distance, that is actually something off in the distance. Yeah. That is part of the game, part yeah. of the story. Part and of off the you go. go. You go and check it out and then you you find this crazy thing that you, you pre- like this precious item. You know, like it's just it, it is such a masterpiece of gaming so far, and I haven't even finished. I would estimate I'm probably lucky if I'm fifty percent of the way through that game. Dude, I don't even reckon. I reckon you're underestimating the scope. Yeah, I, I hope whoa. so because I, I don't want it to stop, dude. I was saying this the other day to my mate Callum. I was like, yeah. I do not want this game to end. Is he playing it, Cap? Is Callum yeah. playing it? Yeah, he is. Yeah, okay. yeah. and he's loving it as well. So, Cap, it'd be rude to not talk about the. Uh, reason why Elden Ring is copying a bit of flack to do with their PC release and other bits and pieces. Absolutely. Why the the user score on Metacritic is quite low. So what do you know? Yeah, so, well, let's let's just begin by saying that I think currently, I'm not too sure, I haven't looked recently, but the current Critic Metascore is Mm. about 96, 97, which makes it one of the highest critiqued games of all time. Up there just with to make, Breath of just the to Wild, make that clear, that I said this on time, Twitter, completely misinformation. That someone was saying that that Metacritic score must be paid reviews. So just to make this clear, these people are paid to review the games. They are professional game yes. reviewers. People like I, ING and Gamespot, all those uh, people that are actually—that is what they do. They write reviews to their jobs. So that ninety-five percent Metacritic score is people that are paid to review the game. Yeah, I mean, yeah, they're not they're not paid to review the game. They're they're paid because they're reviewing games. Um, so I think yes, uh, yes. look, I, I think <laughs> there's always going to be people who are not happy with the game for this, that, or whatever else. Um, I think a lot of people who don't review games professionally um, don't look at games from a professional standpoint um, and just purely look at it from their own emotional um, kind of reaction to games. Look. We're coming from this saying this is one of the best games we've ever played. So, of course, we're going to be very biased to how we feel about this game because we love the Soulsborne series as well a lot. Um, but 
there has been some major PC issues, a lot of stuttering, even on fairly decently specced PCs. Um, and I think there might be some issues with it not having uh, like widescreen support and some other bits and pieces. Um, yeah. So there are some PC issues. I will also preface this with me and Grizz are both playing on PS5, and personally, I've had no issues at all. Nothing. Nada. Some little slowdowns here and there. I'm playing on the performance mode. Um, yeah, the, the one thing, the frame rate isn't constant the whole time. No. No. And you can you can feel it sometimes, but it doesn't. I don't feel like it affects your combat or the gameplay. It still feels extremely fluid. I think but, generally when you fight a boss, you're in an area that has been tweaked to ensure you don't have massive frame drops and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, at least well, at this point, I haven't experienced know, that. Optimizing an open world on the scale of Elden Ring would, with all the textures and the complexity of that open yeah, world, is going to be, be nuts. Pretty, pretty challenging thing to do I absolutely i mean you i have noticed some like um like things popping in and out depending on like sometimes you'll swing yeah. around because a lot of games do this thing where it checks where you're where you're looking and everything behind you it won't load and then as you turn it sort of loads things within your periphery um, so that you've always got stuff loaded in your immediate like viewpoint. And I assume Dark Souls is doing that because I've noticed textures popping in here and there depending on when they get knocked back and stuff like that. But um, look, I think obviously I'm pretty sure Bandai Namco, the producers of this game, have come out and apologised for the, um, the PC issues. Um, and I, I'm guessing that they will hopefully be updated ASAP, but um, for the time being, there might be some issues with your <clears throat> with your PC. I think a lot of people are having um, okay, um, what's the word, um, results with just dropping the graphics down a little bit in the settings mm. um, and doing some little tweaks here and there, um, which no, obviously is an ideal. If, you wanna, if you've got a really cool, awesome gaming PC, <laughs> you want to pump yeah. the fuck out of it, which I totally get. Um, and especially a game like Elden Ring, which is next-gen, amazing graphics looks gorgeous of course you're going to want to pump the shit out of it um we talked about this uh in one of our previous shows as well cap but the minimum requirements for elden ring are actually quite i don't know i don't know if i've seen a game that has as high minimum requirements yet yeah maybe maybe i'm wrong but it's like it's like a 1070 and um 12 gig of ram and stuff yeah yeah, I mean, not every- I mean, I'm pushing a 1080 Ti, and I'm really glad I didn't get this game on PC now. <laughs> yeah, you know, because yeah. I, I mean, I know there's there's obviously these issues happening graphically, but yeah, I mean, when you've got a game that comes out saying the recommenders are 1070, like God damn. Have you just lost Cap there, Pav? Uh oh, I'm not hearing Cap. <laughs> Yep. Cap has dropped out of the call, baby. Cap has left the building. Well, while he's while he's gone then, I don't know if we actually mentioned this, but the user score on Domeni Critic was 60%. And I want to uh, I wanted to talk with Cap a little bit around why that is. And there was a there was a meme on um Twitter today that was basically said um well, it's it's a new it's a new PS5 game, right? It's a new Soulsborne game. Um so trying people are always going to come and try a new I IP, got, but I, got, I think I've got Cap coming back in in a couple seconds. It's coming back in. All right. Beautiful, mate. Get him back in. But I feel like yeah. people are going to try it. And if you, hey, welcome back, man. Yeah, sorry. I don't know. My my um, my um podcast software just froze in the browser and I was like, okay. 
<laughs> bet. So, Cap, I was saying that um, so it copped a 60% user score at the moment under Metacritic. And yeah. obviously there's some people, I don't think everyone's upset just about the PC release. I think there's there's a thing where, you know, this is a new IP and it's got a lot of hype and people are going in to this game without playing any from software games prior. So no Bloodborne, Dark Souls, anything else, and going in and getting a bit of a... A know, clamping. Getting a bit of a clamping slapped around and going, fuck this, you know, I'm going to get yeah. really you know, Dude, I, sort of I, I still it. remember the first time I played a Souls game and it was Demon Souls back in the olden days um, when it first came <laughs> out on <laughs> PS3. Back in yeah. the olden days. And I had just come off Skyrim and I was ready to play another RPG and I picked up this weird Japanese RPG off the shelf called Demon Souls and I thought, fuck yeah, this, kind of, yeah, this looks good. Um, loaded her up virtually instantaneously got killed and i was just like uh okay and then walk out into yeah. boletaria mm. get insta clamped by this literal z- like zombie minion and mm. i pretty much took it back the next day um and well, i'm sure there's a lot of people having that exact same thing you know dude i remember seeing shirts before i even knew what dark souls was but i remember seeing sh- people wearing shirts and it's obviously a meme but it was like i beat dark souls or i beat demon souls and yeah you know, that was kind of like a thing. So, look, I do feel for people that have not played any from software games that have seen this game that has a 97% score on Metacritic, get in to the game and just, and because it doesn't spell out, it doesn't, it doesn't say that there's iframes in your role or anything like that. It's like, it kind of, it kind of expects you to already maybe have a little bit of experience in a from software game. So, yeah. 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 I, I look, uh, yeah. I understand, and I also don't understand. I feel like you should like you should have to play a game for a certain amount of time before you can just put a review out on it. You know what I mean? Like it's just. Well, I guess that's why they have a Metacritic score and uh, and a, and a user score. But okay, I also wanted to say this as well that fucking the New Horizon game got bombarded with fake reviews. Yeah, so I don't know how much you can even trust these. Because there's well, that's what I mean. Like it's it, like things. user reviews are bullshit, mate. Because it's just like a lot of it is just people talking absolute crud about things. I mean, there's probably a lot of reviews on there if people haven't even played the game. Because anyone can make those reviews. I'm gonna you know what I mean? One right now, give it. 10, as far as right? I'm aware, they're useless. Okay. Um, you know, unless someone really puts out a decent little kind of review score out there, um, and it's well thought out, out, and they've you know written some nice text that kind of disclaims why they do or don't like the game rather than going, this game stinks like for, for no particular reason. Like how do you even acknowledge that as a review score? You know what I mean? It just doesn't make any sense to me. That's why I prefer. I'm just looking at these men and most of these are about performance on PC. Most of the zeros that I'm reading right now performance. I mean, if you, if you're using performance about a game, like that's one part of the story. I totally understand that. Um, but as long like, as when they fix that, this is the issue. I feel like things like performance reviews and other bits and pieces and that there was that bug with um, what was my favorite game last year, Cap? Um, I kept fucking harping on about it, the PS5. Um, oh, Returnal. Returnal. Returnal came out and had no save feature. Yeah. I don't mind you giving a bad review based on that, but once they fix that, go back and fucking update your review or go back and play yeah. the game and review the game properly. Why would they? they they're just there to bitch and moan. <laughs> <laughs> They're not going to write something nice. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's just one of those things. But, um, yeah, look, overall, Grizz, I think um, 
I think you haven't if told you're... me how many Captain Perths yet, Cap. How many Captain Perths? Oh, dude, it's easy 11 Captain Perths out of 10. Easy. <laughs> it's one of the best games I've ever played. Yeah. Personally, with my bias, and it's a game I fucking like. I get it. Some, it's not going to be for everyone, but fuck, it's a good game. It's so good. It is everything I've ever wanted in a video game. Yeah, All right? I'm with you, mate. I'm with you. Fuck, it brings yeah. back the memories of me. The reason why I'm here talking about video games with everyone right now, the reason why I have a fucking piece, nice PC set up in a PlayStation 5 yeah. is the feeling that Elden Ring is giving me about video games. That is why. That is why yeah. I'm loving the game. Dude, yeah. I live for these moments where a game like this comes out and I feel this way because it doesn't happen often. I think Breath of the Wild, I probably felt kind of like this. I don't think I felt to this degree, though, because, yeah, this this has been something special for me. Um, mm. But, yeah, look, ultimately, I think, um, you know, if I'm going to break this down, I think the, the mechanics have really improved. Um, there's so much more variation in the way that you can build your character, um, use different weapons, use Ashes of War to alter um, your moves and stuff like that. I think the sorcery has been greatly um, expanded. Um, for, the trinkets, for Cap. The summons trinkets as well. well. Summons. There's all different ways that you can approach battles and and, and whatnot to aid yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the story is really good. I would say, it, to be honest, I think it's a little bit bland. Um, mm-hmm. I think it's fine. I, li- I like it a lot. Don't get me wrong. But when I compare it to the other stories that they've had in the past, um, I, I think that Elden Ring probably doesn't shine as hard as as dark as the Dark Souls series um, or Bloodborne. Um, I again, I've still got plenty more game to play, so that might change, and I'll update my review if that does happen. Um, but what, twelve um, Captain Perth, yeah. But yeah, maybe a twelve Captain Perth. But yeah, the law is really good, but I think it's a little bit bland for now. Hopefully, that picks up. Um, but yeah, I, I think visually, so fucking incredible. Um, yeah, what a game! What an absolute what game. game! And I think and this is this is the one for for new players to. Give it a crack and see if this kind of game is for you. It might not be, and if that's the case, that's fine. Don't worry about it. Just put the game Kazi's down. Kazi's even thinking about buying it, mate, and he, he it's like his one of his least liked games that I ever Is that streamed. right? Yeah. Wow. And that's one thing that we haven't talked about at all is the multiplayer aspect of it. I don't know how Well, I haven't really or... been playing any of the multiplayer stuff because my first playthrough for Souls games I always do solo. Um, so I don't do any summons or anything like that. I try to do everything myself. But um, subsequent playthroughs, I'm, I'll get in there. So I don't really, I don't, I can't really comment on the multiplayer. But I can tell you, the message system has been absolutely lit. Um, yeah. Classic messages such as "Is this dog?" Um, and "Finger butthole." Um, <laughs> yeah, and, and, and more gr- old time classics. <laughs> yeah. The old time classics, mate. Love yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, basically, for those at home who are wondering what the hell we're talking about, um, you can put, like, messages in to try and guide people what to do, and those messages will show up in other people's games. And so, yeah, people put all kinds of crazy weird messages. I saw a meme today (laughs) that was um, someone saying that uh, George R.R. Martin's um, scope on the game was the messages that you see on the ground. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that's excellent. Just Damn, it, what an author. Got him. <laughs> <laughs> oh, 
Oh, that's awesome. But yeah, I think that's pretty much all I really have to say on Elden Ring for now. I'm sure that we'll be um, we'll be bringing more of that to you as we continue to play through the game. Mm. Um, but yeah, I think really we, we've thoroughly loved it. And if you are someone at home thinking you might want to give a game a crack, give it a crack. Look, it is going to frustrate you, this game, it, and that is what it is designed to do. But I truly believe that these games have made me a more patient person, 100%, um, because you have to approach these things with a cool head and you just go, oh, well, I died again. That's part of the game. Back to it. Um, but the good thing about this game is you don't have to do things immediately. Go and explore the world. Go and enjoy the, go and enjoy the lands between and just immerse yourself. Mm. Okay. Put on Good a nice time. set yeah, of headphones, grab yourself a red wine, dim the lights, tell the missus yeah. you're going to be out for a couple of hours and enjoy some Elden Ring. Yeah. She's like, wait a second, you're in the lounge room. I thought you were going out. <laughs> like, yeah. I'm in the lands between, baby. <laughs> but, guys, thanks for listening. I think that's going to basically do it for us tonight. Mm. Um, apologies for that weird little audio thing that happened earlier with me disappearing. But, um, guys, you can find us on Twitter uh, just look up Oceanic Gaming Radio. You can do the same on Twitch. You can do the same on uh, what else we got? <laughs> Any, <laughs> any podcasting it. service. But if you would like to yeah. um, fund Captain Perth's new PC upgrade, please go to our Patreon and consider <laughs> becoming a supporter of the podcast. Please help. <laughs> help. I need thousands of dollars. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah guys thank you so much for listening thank you to everyone in the twitch stream we're gonna have a bit of a chat with them straight after this podcast again please go and check us out on our socials that we just mentioned there um and we'll catch you guys next time on oceanic gaming radio thanks for tuning in you legends 